Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja, and I am here with Lyra Ray today to talk about Twin Flames. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being here, Lyra. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I hear you have a really interesting twin flame story um, that you have, you know, uh, got gotten the privilege of experiencing this twin flame experience that everyone craves so <laughs> to have. Yeah, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a privilege. It's um, <laughs> it's definitely been quite the journey, and my journey in particular is especially unique. Um, do you want me to tell you the whole story? <laughs> yeah, please, please share your. I mean, if if you want to, you don't. You know, it's not required. You don't have to share your story. Uh, but I know that Twin Flames is like a super hot topic right now. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, I, you know, if you don't want to go into your story, I would like to briefly talk about, um, you know, the, this Twin Flame topic in general and, and get your take on it as someone who has experienced the Twin Flame dynamic and uh, just kind of, you know roll some questions by you and see yeah sure (laughs) I am ready for it cool so um I noticed that you know surfing the web checking out all these other awakening individuals everyone wants twin flame readings everyone wants you know twin flame activations and like light language transit missions they want to be reconnected with their twin flames um And I've done quite a bit of research myself into it. And, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people are almost, uh, almost staying in unhealthy relationships in hopes that they are twin flame relationships. And, uh, I don't know if you're, you're seeing that as well or not. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing that I'm noticing, um, is that this twin flame journey, this, even just the word twin flame is now just such a buzzword and everybody wants that relationship and, and the, the idea of what the twin flame relationship is, has been so romanticized and it just couldn't be farther from the fucking truth. And it's, it's not about finding your perfect match. It really, really is an intense journey that can take years and years and years and years. And you will experience the hardest heartbreak that you could ever have being on this planet and it is the most 
soul shattering experience that I have ever experienced and everybody that I've talked to that is in a real twin flame relationship dynamic it has also been that way for them because that is just part of the process it is really there to completely break you like it will break you and then you have to build yourself back up and it is really a journey about coming back to yourself and releasing any and all codependency and attachment that you have to a romantic partner And it is the hardest lesson that you will possibly ever learn. And so I am seeing a lot of people who are not understanding that. They don't know that that's really what this journey is about. And they just think it's your perfect soulmate and you're going to have you get married and have a great life and everything's perfect. And that's just not how it is at all. Like it is very 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 difficult and a lot of people who think they're in a twin flame relationship or think they've met their twin flame is actually not their twin flame at all and um, there's also karmic partners there's soulmates and um, there's catalyst soulmates where like the catalyst soulmates can be confused for being a twin flame Mm. I see. So what are the differences between all of those? So people can better understand, like, you know, what, what they're getting themselves into, I guess, right? Sure. So um, in, in my own personal experience, because I have experienced all of these relationships, and um, the catalyst soulmate seems to be the person who is usually, not always, but usually is a love interest who awakens you. And that's the person that um, starts you on your spiritual path and your spiritual journey. And that might be the first soulmate that you are aware of because you feel such a strong connection to this person and they're showing you a whole new world that you never even knew existed before. So because of that, the connection is so strong, um, more so for the person who is going through the awakening experience. Um, But really that's pretty much where that relationship ends is that person is just there to be your catalyst for your awakening. Um, And it's not really supposed to go any further than that. Okay. So for, you know, you said something about karmic partners and then like normal soulmates and um, like what make, you know, how do you differentiate between all of, all of these different types of relationships And then how do you know when you actually are in a real 
twin flame relationship because I know you had said that a lot of people who think they're in a real rela- relationship with their twin flame are actually not. So like, how can they tell? Because from what I can tell, there's a lot of information online that almost seems to give um, to like saying like, oh yeah, you're going to have this extremely toxic, you know, uh, relationship dynamic. You got this runner and this chaser and you got, you guys are going to chase each other around energetically and emotionally. And, um, you know, but I mean, that could also just be somebody not being interested. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, just to clarify the other types really quick before we dive too deep into the twin flame relationship. Mm -hmm. So the karmic partners, um, are the ones who are in your life to teach you lessons and all different types of lessons. Um, and, and karmic partners can also be soulmates as well uh, but not always Mm. and basically these people you have had past lives with and you have some sort of unfinished business with them that you have to finish or or correct in this life otherwise you guys are going to keep meeting up until you do And um, so it's up to you to figure out exactly what that is, which can be super hard to decipher sometimes. Um, But just as an example, um, let's say that if two people were married in a past life, and uh, one was very abusive towards the other, then, I'm, you know what, I'm going to use my um, personal experience as an example. So I had a past life in Iceland where my husband was a Viking and he was very abusive towards me. And so we had a karmic contract in this life to meet back up and be in a relationship again. And he had to make it up to me. So this time he was like, just extremely nice to me. And he did everything that he could for me. And so that was able to clear our karma that we had. Mm. And so that is just one example um of how karmic relationships can follow you into the next life so usually if you're in a relationship with someone and you're having a lot of issues or there's one big issue in particular it um it uh, something that's very common is that the roles will be reversed in the next life so if your partner is just there. They do one thing that annoys the shit out of you and you can't stand it. Well, maybe you were that person in the previous life and mm. you, your lesson is patience, acceptance, and understanding. Mm, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And then, so the soulmate relationships, 
are usually a very, very intense connection. You guys meet in an interesting, weird, synchronistic way. And um, those people are also there <laughs> to teach you some of your very hard lessons. Um, and, and soulmate relationships are kind of like, in my experience, usually end up being like half good, half bad. Like, it's not usually like a all like extremely toxic relationship, even though sometimes it can turn into that if you don't know when the lesson has been learned and when it is time to leave. Mm. Um, because that's one thing that will happen is if you don't understand when it is time to release that person, when you've learned your lesson, when you guys have done everything that you can possibly do and you're just still not on the same page and neither person wants to change, then that's usually uh, the time where the relationship is at its end. And if you refuse to release that person from your life and move on, then things are going to start to become really, really difficult and can become very toxic. And that's kind of the universe's way of pushing you to your breaking point so that you move forward with your life. Mm, I see. Yeah. But, um, and people have multiple soulmates in every lifetime. And um, I mean, if you've just think about, if you think about how many lives that we all have lived, you know, like there's, and how many people we've met in every single lifetime, we definitely have multiple soulmates, but we only have one twin flame. And that's the biggest difference is the twin flame is a soul that was split into two people and both incarnated here around the same time. And as I explained before, it's a very hard journey to go through, but it's something that you had to have chosen before you incarnated here to experience that. And it's really all about soul growth and personal development and coming back to yourself, being whole and complete within yourself, releasing all codependency not needing any other person because that is something that is so deeply programmed and ingrained into us is this um, this idea that we need another person to complete us. Mm. Um, and the twin flame relationship shows us that that is not the case and you have to be 100% completely comfortable and okay with being alone. The <laughs> This is like, it, it breaks you down so much that 
you have to come to terms with being alone for the rest of your life. It's like, that's the, the energy that you have to be in, but like be happy and knowing that and not holding any hope that you're going to find another person to be with. It's like truly being happy by yourself for the rest of your life. If you never found anybody else ever again, that's completely 100% okay with you. You have to get to that point. Like that is where spirit wants you to get to in the twin flame journey. It's like in order for you to unify with this, you know, second half of yourself, you have to almost like recognize that you already are whole, that you are already like one before you are kind of gifted the gift of being one. Right. Mm -hmm. There's that like the ultimate manifestation where you're like, I am one. I am good with myself. I love myself. I need no one else. And then suddenly you're like, Oh, surprise. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think people who are able to manifest their, their twin flame relationship are aware that they have a twin flame already. Mm. And um, they kind of, they call them into their reality with their energy. Like when they are an energetic match is when they will come together for the first time. Mm. And um, that first meeting is just so, so insanely intense. And, you know, people always ask like, how do you know if you met your twin flame? You will know. (laughs) Like there is, there will be no doubt in your mind because the energy between you two is like nothing you have ever experienced with any other person on this planet it really honestly feels like that there was a hole that you didn't even know was in you before and when the person shows up it's filled um but every twin flame relationship that I have seen goes the same way, which is you come together, it's very intense, it's amazing, it's beautiful, it's perfect, Uh, you think you're going to be together forever, and then one person gets cold feet, and they run from the relationship, as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, they call them like the runner and the chaser. So one person runs from the twin flame relationship. The other person is chasing their twin flame. And this is, this happens in every single twin flame relationship where one person just gets overwhelmed with the intensity of it and they feel like they're not ready and then the other person is just completely just heartbroken Mm. and shattered into pieces and um and then what happens which is what would happen if if you like met your twin flame and the first person was like yeah i'm not really ready for this and they started running and then you're like oh 
Oh no, they're running. Well, okay. I'll let you figure yourself out. Good to see you. It's nice meeting you. I'll be over here whenever you want me. <laughs> Do you, yeah, I mean, just not happen. <laughs> well, you're left with no other choice because mm-hmm. you can only chase that person for so long until they will just completely cut contact with you or something happens or you guys are just not able to talk anymore like it doesn't matter how much you try and chase them you cannot make them be ready yeah and if you are chasing them you're not ready either yeah plus like you know usually when somebody's running that's like their their physical way of saying no and i'm i'm an advocate for respecting people's boundaries and wishes <laughs> i'm teasing but at the same time it's kind of a little true like I hear all these people online like my twin flame's running so I'm gonna chase them and I'm like girl we're not playing tag (laughs) don't chase the poor guy (laughs) leave him be (laughs) yeah it's I mean it's hard because so many emotions I'm sure right yeah so many emotions and it's just like the intensity of it it's like when you meet this person and you feel whole and complete and like this is the person that you've been searching for or waiting for your whole life and then you finally meet them it's like how could they possibly not want to be around you anymore how could they possibly want to run away it's just it's not something that's easily comprehensible so of course your natural reaction would be to try and figure out why that person is running and Mm -hmm. if there's something that you can do to fix it, but there's not, it's just part of the process. There's absolutely nothing that you can do. You just have to let them go and you have to, as hard as it is, you have to learn to be okay on your own and know that when the time is right, whenever that may be, because there is, no telling how long it could take for me it was four years Mm so there really is no telling when the other person is going to be ready Mm -hmm. Um, but you just have to know that if it's meant to be then they will come back and in the meantime you just you have to do the work on your own don't worry about their spiritual evolution their growth what they're doing just completely forget that they even exist and work on yourself. And what also what I've noticed Mm -hmm. is that it is also an imbalance between the masculine and feminine energies within yourself. So becoming whole and complete also means balancing those energies within yourself and being in line with your masculine and feminine energy so that you don't feel like you need an physical masculine or feminine person outside of you. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, that was my turning point was when I had fully finally balanced my masculine and feminine energies within myself and then within days of that happening I reconnected with my twin flame and he had also 
done the work and balanced his energies that well as well and that's when it was the right time for us to come back together wow it's so nice so it sounds like you had like a long four years of of questioning you know the dynamics in that and um I do want to kind of like go back to this this concept of like are there any telltale signs that uh, somebody might be in a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship uh, and think that they're in a twin flame relationship like how do they know and um, is there a way that they can know because like I know for me um, I just I'm reading through comments on some of these videos and or I'm reading article comments I'm just going through kind of the twin flame thing, just because it's so big right now, I, I want to understand it better. And it seems like, like just reading through, it's like, wow, that seems like a, an abusive relationship. That seems like a lot of emotional abuse or psychological abuse. Like, why are people putting up with that? Why, why are they just like, oh yeah, it's a twin flame. It's like totally okay that I'm being abused. Um, I'm just going to take it because they're my forever. And they're just working through their stuff right now. Like, I don't know how you feel about all that. No, absolutely not. That's that's never okay. It's absolutely not okay. Um, if they have shit that they need to work on, they need to work on that shit on their own. You are not to be a part of that. Absolutely not. If someone is still doing their shadow work, they need to figure that out before you guys can be together. Both of you guys need to figure out your shadow work separately on your own become whole and complete within yourself, do everything that you need to do, and then you can come together. Yeah, that, that's great. So you, you said you're talking about shadow work, like I know what shadow work is, but our listeners might not. What are like some really good practices that helped you and your twin flame on your own shadow work? Um, so that our, our listeners, uh, people out there can uh, start applying that to their own journey. Maybe not just for twin flames, but for your spiritual journey in general, because you have become like a pretty notable um, like DNA activator in the community. Um, Been doing channeling and um, Mount Shasta retreats. And uh, like what has helped you get to this place where you were able to connect and reunite with your twin flame? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, for two of those four years, two years solid, we had zero communication. We did not talk at all. And um, that's when I was, I became sure that he would just never be a part of my life again. Mm -hmm. And um, so honestly, I, you I mean, I was doing my shadow work on my own and he was doing his on his own. And I only found out about his side of it when we reconnected and got back together. Um, But I mean, shadow work is just such a a broad range of things. It totally (laughs) is. So if you were to pick like two or three of the most useful tools... Um, the most useful practices um, that have helped you 
you know, through those, those moments of uh, having to meet your demons head on, uh, what, what would those be? And, and is there any places or, you know, any, any resources that you'd uh, be able to share? Yeah, sure. So meditation, biggest, biggest one, meditation, so, 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 so important. There is a meditation for everything and meditation will teach you anything and everything and just getting in that habit of trying to meditate every single day and just working on and and learn different meditations don't just do the same meditation every day but learn a huge amount of different meditations because there are infinite there are so many and there's so much that you can train your mind and train your body and get out of those old programs by meditating and just changing your mindset and your perception. I mean, that's going to help you get through a lot of those hard times and big things that seem like they're impossible to get through. Um, But I mean, meditation is huge. And also the one, the other thing that I preach to people is non-attachment get rid of your attachments so if you feel um attachments to people places or things gotta go absolutely gotta go but i love my children I mean, and that's, that's a, that's a good point. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, of course, you can love people, of course, you can, but it's not to be attached to them, including your children. Because if you are taking on all of their problems and their negative energy and everything that upsets them, then you are hurting yourself. So you have to love them, but detach from them, if that makes sense. Girl, my kids are attached to my hip permanently. <laughs> I'm teasing, you know, because they're, they're kids. They're, they kind of rely on me for food and basic necessities. Well, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm <laughs> no, I'm saying... I'm just mostly like emotional detachment. So if, um, if you have people in your life and not just kids, family members, um, friends, if you have people in your life that are going through their own shit, their own hard times, their own shadow work, it is very, 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 very important to be able to still love them, still hold space for them and for their healing, mm-hmm. but detach from them so you are not absorbing what they're going through. I know exactly what you mean. I just did that this evening with um, my eldest daughter. She threw like the biggest fit because it was bedtime and she was screaming and punching and throwing things. And I just, uh, I gave her a big hug and I kissed her on the shoulder and I was like, it's okay. 
I love you. When you're ready, just take some deep breaths and we'll, we'll brush your teeth and get you ready for bed. And took her a couple minutes. I think she just had a really long day, you know, at, at school. It was her first day at school today. So I completely know because I didn't, you know, get triggered. I didn't give in to this like fit throwing. I just kind of was like, well, I'm going to hold you because you're kind of throwing things. That's dangerous. So I'm going to hold you. I'm just going to give you hugs and kisses, let you know I love you. I'm going to keep you safe, but you got to calm down. It took a couple minutes, but, you know, normally I'd be like, you know, why are you acting like this? You know, but um, I myself have been practicing that non-attachment, doing my grounding every day and my shields that I've been, you know, letting all you listeners know about. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I totally agree. Meditation and detachment. um, Yeah. And also, um, also, no, I was just going to say, it's the way that you were just describing that to me made me think of the way that our spirit guides see us Mm -hmm. so they obviously have learned to detach from us and our problems and let us have our own experiences and figure it out Mm -hmm. and so that's that's just a, a much higher conscious way of thinking and acting is to be able to detach from those Uh, people and situations and not take them on as your own but also um, not only people but like I said places and things as well there are a lot of people who are very 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 attached to places Um, I know a lot of people who just are drowning in um, gonna use LA as an example because I used to live there and you too I, I feel that I, I still have like super vivid, very physical, tangible sensations to like locations in Santa Clarita. I've been clearing them out, but man alive, they, they, they hold strong. Those, those yeah. places you used to live, those places you used to hang out and spend time in, they really, really hold strong in your, in your system. It's good just to clear that out do some cleansing and so like a lot of people feel like they can't leave that place even though they're not happy and their life is not what they want it to be and they're struggling and it's like they are going against the flow against the current because they're attached to the place and they don't even realize that there is something so much better for them somewhere else that their spirit guides are probably pushing them to go, but because they're so attached to this specific location, they can't even think that there would be somewhere that's more in alignment with them that would make them so much happier. So mm-hmm. detach from people, places, and then things I think can be some of the hardest for people because things include not only um, personal items, stuff that you have in your house, but also um, alcohol, drugs of any kind, weed included. Mm. These substances are 
a strong attachment in a lot of people and used as a coping mechanism. If you are serious about advancing your consciousness and working through your shadows, gotta get rid of these attachments. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I've noticed a lot of people, um, a lot of Westerners, I'll, I'll throw that in there. A lot of Westerners are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do some ayahuasca and da 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 and take this and do that. And I'm like, um, that's neat. But like that stuff also doesn't necessarily mean the experience you're having is, is that you know, it, like that stuff is hallucinogenic for a reason. I think there's an extent of, of helpfulness. Um, and then there's an, an extent of like, not so helpful. I, I didn't have to utilize any of those to, to get where I am. Um, I know you, you didn't, I, we talked about that one time, like you've always been very averse to it. Yeah, my body just never liked most of those things. Yeah. So I I think that's that's something that um, you know non-attachment, not just to objects and places and people, but to behavioral patterns and codependency on anything other than yourself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that all all comes down to learning learning to come home to yourself. Oh, and uh, an important thing that I also wanted to throw out there about twin flames is Mm -hmm. really, 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 really important thing that a lot of people do not realize is not everybody is a twin flame. Not everybody has a twin flame. They are, uh, I I would say most people have a soulmate or multiple soulmates here but the the actual twin flame group is a lot smaller people who have signed up for this experience it is not as many people as everybody thinks it is yeah and from from the multiple people i've talked to who are currently in twin flame um relationships a lot of them would say if if they consciously knew what to expect going into this, they probably wouldn't have done it, you know, because <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, I've heard from multiple people that it's, it's really a very emotionally, it's a huge roller coaster ride. Um, and it kind of takes them to like the deepest, darkest parts of, of their reality here, experience here. Um, and then of course you kind of get kind of a happily ever after, but it's like a constant working on yourself. It, it doesn't really end. <laughs> well, I mean, that is just life on earth. It, right? it never <laughs> ends, you know, like we're always constantly working on ourselves. We are 
always going to have to be learning lessons as long as we're here, which is something that I've had a really hard time coming to terms with because I keep thinking that my hard lessons are over and I realize that they're not and it's never going to stop. The only thing is that you can get better at learning how to deal with these hard lessons when they come up. But honestly, um, about the twin flame relationship, I have not met a single person other than myself and one other person I know that lives in Mount Shasta Mm -hmm. who has had a happy ending to their twin flame relationship yet. Mm. And so I don't know if that's to say that most people never will. Um, but well, that's, that's what their next life is for. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, from what I heard, it's kind of like a binary star system. Are you familiar with how those work? Uh, go ahead and explain it. So out in space, we have, you know, a single star solar system like ours. You got all these planets spinning around your one star, but there's also binary stars, solar systems where they kind of, it's two different stars that orbit, you know, around each other. And then there's kind of planets around that, that, right. So they're at the center of their, of their solar system. And um, with binary stars, like they, they kind of rotate around each other for like millions of years. Sometimes Um, eventually something will bring them together and they'll join and become either like a supernova, whatever explosion they they'll explode or they like kind of join into one star. And um, I don't know. That was, that was the, the thought is like all these lifetimes, these two souls, you know, just kind of circle each other until one day they just kind of merge. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm not sure about that because the way that I had twin flames explained to me when I was first learning about it was that, um, that these people meet up in every single lifetime and always come together in every lifetime. But I don't know if that's actually the case um, because there's many, 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 many people who I'm seeing who are going through their twin flame relationships. Um, and it's been a lot of years, like some people it's been 10 years and they're still not together yet. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're ever going to be together, if there's just some lifetimes where you're not going to be together, but I am thankful that uh, me and my twin flame, we both did the work. And I think that's really what it comes down to is if you guys don't do the work individually, then you're probably not going to have a reunion. And also it's important to note that not not worrying about what the other person is doing, if they're doing their work, you do your work because you doing your work is also helping that person to do their work. Because remember, you guys are the same soul. So if you're doing your work, that person is most likely doing their work as well. And then when you are finished and whole and complete within yourself, then that is most likely when you guys will reconnect and come back together. 
but I have not seen this happen yet. Like I said, with most people, it seems like it's taking a very, very long time for people to um, really work through every single thing that they have. And I will say, even when we reconnected, we still had stuff to work on together too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard that the the twin flame thing is is like a lifelong commitment of continually uh, helping each other come into your into yourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it is rewarding. It, it really is. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not all bad. Like, I am so incredibly insanely happy uh with my twin flame right now we're having a baby which is just amazing it's beautiful it's magical (laughs) um which I had always held as a vision in my mind for us since we first met and um it's it really is a great experience once you can get past the darkest hardest parts of it um and it does take an insane amount of work um on your part um but it is rewarding even if you do not come into union with that person because Mm -hmm. it's a very freeing feeling to not have to or want to rely on anybody else emotionally ever again Mm, yeah yeah I'm I'm still working on that not relying on anyone else (laughs) man I I sure do rely on my massage therapist I can tell (laughs) you that (laughs) everybody book an appointment with rainbow Raj and I'm just kidding Uh, yeah. So joking aside, thank you so much for sharing like all of your, your intimate wisdom of, of the twin flames and soulmates and karmic relationships. Um, I know you've had like a pretty interesting journey and maybe, maybe on future shows, you'll, you'd love to share more about, about your journey. Um, Yeah, well, I can say if you guys want the full details on my whole story, um, then you guys can watch my YouTube channel, Princess of Pleiades, and my series, Alien Experiences, actually explains my entire Twin Flame journey on it. Awesome. And I'll put that down in the description below, along with um, all of Lyra's social media links. So before we we close this out, um, was there any gift or healing or activation or meditation you would like to share with our listeners to help up their ascension game, to help them get to the next level? Um, I am actually going to go ahead and again direct everybody to my YouTube and my website, princessofbabies.com, because honestly, pregnancy is just taking it out of me. And I'm just way too exhausted to try and channel any sort of energy right now. (laughs) I totally get it. As you can hear, my my voice is is totaled um, as well. So I don't blame you on that. Maybe we'll have you on in the future 
um, for a transmission or a healing because your, your stuff is amazing. It would be such an honor to, to have, have you come on and uh, share your gift with everyone. Thank you. Yeah, I would love to. I have um, some light language activations and uh, free healing stuff on my YouTube channel and website as well. Awesome. Well, I'll put all of those in the description below. And thank you, Lyra, so much, so much for coming in. Well, not coming in because I mean, it's over the internet, right? (laughs) For being here, for sharing your wisdom and information and for taking the time out of your super busy schedule. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And also um, look out on my website for my twin flame uh, coaching course that's going to be coming up. Oh, we definitely will. Won't we? <laughs> yeah. <Woo>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a good rest of your day, everyone. Remember, let's ascend together. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye.
Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon. Get some stickers, custom tarot cards. Check out the merch. The merch. You know you want to. Go connect with Rainbow Raja. Maybe even get a session. Who knows? Your support helps make this show possible. And she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension.